Hi, this is Ron Gilbert, and welcome to the weekly Thimbleweed Park Stand-Up Meeting Podcast. Every week we talk about what we did last week and what we're going to do uh, next week. And uh, this week I'm joined by Gary Winnick. Hello. David Fox. Hey there. And very special guest, Boris. Ah, einen schönen guten Abend. So uh, as as some of you may not know, Boris is doing the German translation for Thimbleweed Park, and you also did German, uh, the German translation for Monkey Island 1 and 2, is that correct? Yes, actually, and even Maniac Mansion and Zack McCracken and everything up to Indy 4. So you, you've been doing the LucasArts translations for quite a while then? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you remember like how you got started in that? Because I definitely remember you, but I don't remember how that connection uh, first got established. Okay, so um, you do remember a game called Murder on the Mississippi that Activision produced? Uh, vaguely, yes. Yeah, that, that shipped about a year before, or half, three quarters of a year before Maniac Mansion came out, which was a mystery, Agatha Christie, um, Hercule Poirot-style game, um, Murder on the Mississippi. Um, a point-and-click adventure that was not as good or detailed um, as Maniac Mansion then was, uh, but that came out, and um, the guy that ran Activision in Germany, Vinny Delin, he showed the game to me and I said, ah, you got to do that in German, and, and he said, I'll do that, and he contacted a person in the U.S., Brad Frager, who was one of the main producers at Activision at that time, and Brad... Uh, said, no, that's not possible. We can't do that. And by the way, we're done. We're doing different projects already. So I said, I'm not taking no for an answer. So I actually, <laughs> and Ron, as a Commodore 64 guy, you'll really appreciate that. So I, on a Thursday, I started, I wrote my own disk editor. I had to remove the copy protection from the game. Wrote my own editor uh, over a feverish weekend, translated all the texts and then on Monday morning, put the copy protection back onto it and, <laughs> and sent the disc to, to, to Vinny in Hamburg and said, look, here's your German game. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not making you do that with Thimbleweed Park. Yeah. You don't and, have to break our copy protection and extract all the text yeah. from the binary. <laughs> and then about three months later, uh, it was CES, and I think it was a Chicago CES, uh, Activision had just signed the rights to get Lucasfilm games in uh, in uh, Germany and in, I think, all of Europe. And he dragged me into the booth. And I think I already met Mary Beer there. I think she was already around. And um, he introduced me as the guy that will translate your game. <laughs> so so that's how I ended up doing that. And I remember with Maniac Mansion, we were doing this with, with faxed text. So I had, a, I had a bunch of faxes. I think we had to put three or four oh, yeah. rolls of fax paper into the machine to get faxes. all the text. And uh, that was the start of a beautiful friendship, as, as you say. <laughs> yeah, we've known each other for a long time. I, I, and I think you're, you're responsible for the quality, obviously, the quality of the translations and really taking the time to figure out how to best represent our stupid humor. Um, yeah, on, on, on the one hand, yes, still people, people still tell me that they liked the games and that they liked it because they were in German. Um, but then again, it was, as you'd say, low-hanging fruits because simply there wasn't a lot of translated stuff out there. It was some of the first things. So uh, uh, LucasArts, LucasFilm was always recognized in Germany as somebody who took international markets seriously. 
Um, Sierra didn't didn't do that for quite some time. And um, so looking back at the old texts, there is a couple of mistakes in them. Um, there's some stuff I would different now. <laughs> uh, but in the end, people still have fond memories. But in doing it, going into it again um, now after 25 years and, and looking at, at Thimbleweed Park, I start to realize some weeks ago how much work this actually is if you want to do it properly. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of work. So you're, you're regretting uh, offering to translate Thimbleweed Park? Uh, no, no. Not yet. <laughs> no, no I, I'll never regret it. It's sort of, yeah, it takes a lot of time, um, but it's just fun. And, it, and really, it brings back those memories. So uh, sitting, sitting in the stables at Skywalker Ranch and, and all that stuff and uh, um, meeting you and the big Lego pirate ship in your office. Which and... was stolen, by the way. Oh. I'd like to mention that Lego pirate ship was stolen. Uh, maybe it's in Germany right now. And I'm still bitter about that. <laughs> 25 years later, I'm still oh. bitter about my pirate ship. Yeah. So, Boris, how do you compare um, sort of the content and humor in Thimbleweed Park to the things that you did for Lucasfilm earlier? Does it feel fairly similar to you or different or just curious? So I haven't heard all the podcasts, so I don't know how much you've told people about the game. Uh, because I'm, I don't know if there are any other German testers or whether I'm the one lucky German right now that actually knows the game and the content. Yeah, you, you are probably the only German that actually knows the content of the game. So, so, so I'll be, I'll be really, really careful. Well, I'll um, just, I'll just beep out anything that is spoilers. Yeah. So, no, no, don't worry no, about no, it. no spoilers. It's the thing I really, really like about this, and I that doesn't give anything away is how much it is the same as those old things and how much it is completely different to those things in, in the very same game. So the, there's so much stuff that is familiar in it. And there's so I, I really like that you're doing some really clever new things. And some of the things are with graphics. So it's like the graphics are pixels, but then they aren't. So you use that in several scenes that that you actually have high res but it still feels natural so so it's 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 like the old games but it's different and better than the old games and uh in terms of humor it's more you've i first thought this will be easy because ron has built a great tool for me to translate this stuff and then I realized this is going to be so much more different because it's so much more difficult because you're doing um, on the joke side some stuff that is really hard to translate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like an example? Like, there is there an example of a, like a joke or a line that you've seen so far that has been particularly difficult? So, for example, what has given me a re there, there, there are two things that have given me a really hard time. One is there are two characters with a certain pattern of speech. Ah, uh. that that really doesn't have an equivalent or a direct equivalent. So it's one of the things that if you will play the game with the voiceover in English, but see German subtitles, where you will see differences because I'm I'm trying to get the same effect, but in Germany you would do this on different words. So mm. you would, you'd still get this if you only see the text; it will feel natural. If you if you hear audio. Um, it's going to be different. Ransom, of course, is a huge problem. 
<laughs> you guys don't swear in Germany? Oh, we, you know, we, we, are, we are way more free speech and open to stuff. Unless there's blood. Once there's blood, we're all. Oh, but, but swearing, I mean, all the songs on US radio that you, like Maroon 5 songs that always have like some parts of the text somehow missing because of those, uh, is it five right. or seven famous words? The George right, Carlin yeah. thing. It's, yeah, in Germany, it's fine. In, in Germany, we get the uncensored versions of those songs on the radio <laughs> all the time. So, so that's not. The, but again, the thing is that, for example, you would put swear words in different positions, or things like if you have something like you beeping somebody. Um, everybody realizes how to in his head in in your head how to expand beeping into whatever this might suppose to be without the beep. And in German, that's slightly different um, sometimes. So really, again, when you see that you might have the beeps on different words or in different word positions than in the English original so that it has a still natural flow to it. Um, and I don't know, I've heard the podcast where you're still deciding how to do it. Uh, so I understand you did the uh, uh, you did some of the voiceovers already. So what did you actually decide on? Um, how did you record it? Well, I don't know that we've decided exactly what we're going to do. We, we did record it with all the full swearing. So we finished recording Ransom, and it's just like filled with swear words. And it was like hilarious, right? I mean, the, it was just we were just busting up in the studio, you know, as, as Ransom was going off doing his swearing stuff. But we, we, I don't think we've completely figured out how we're going to beep it yet, because there are a lot of a lot of different options for whether it's just a straight beep or whether it's you know funny sound effects go over it. So we're we're working with um, Elise is doing our sound effects on trying to figure out what the best way is to go ahead and beep him. But he has. 780 lines that need to be beeped so he has a <laughs> lot of swear words well, i think if i remember right there there's pretty much 90 percent or something of his lines have swearing and the ones that some of those have like four or five or six swear words in right them. yeah yeah well i mean 90 percent of his lines probably have swearing but he also says um you know close to you know 1500 or 2000 lines that also everyone else in the game says. So they don't have swearing. But if you look at the lines that are specifically for Ransom, yeah, it's probably 90%, if not more, of his lines have beeps that we have to go in and, and beep those out. So yeah, there's some times when I was writing dialogue that's for everyone to say, it just felt really awkward knowing that Ransom's going to have to say this without any beep in it, any, anything in any swear words. <laughs> well, I mean, the actor that did Ransom, I mean, he was really good with even the normal lines. I mean, he just added added this kind of, you know, bitter nastiness to even the normal lines that were said. So I, I think it actually, I think we could have gotten away with a lot less swearing. And I think he still would have been effective. But yeah, no, it was, it was, it was very funny. So we need to figure out what we're going to do about that. So what, uh, Gary and David, what have you guys been working on the last week? Uh, okay, I guess I'll go first. Um, so actually most of the things that I've been doing sort of have been centering around both talking and now going to be um, text. So it's all been sort of relative to getting all the lip sync stuff working first. So it turns out that in the game we have in the neighborhood of about 50 characters and about 40 of those 
actually have lip syncing. The others that don't for various reasons, if their faces are covered or something, or maybe their dead corpse is laying in the river. But um, for the most I, I need part, you to, I need you to lip sync the corpse. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's done right now. Ron. That's that's one. That's one for the resume, Gary. Yeah, yeah. Lip lip synced a corpse. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I should hopefully put that in context because it sounds pretty <laughs> awful otherwise. Uh, and um, then I've, I'm now this week moving on to actually doing some of the uh, translation of text that's uh, baked into the background art and bitmap because there's a bunch of that, that that actually Boris is going to be helping us with. And in fact, uh, I did come across one thing which I can ask Boris about now if it seems to make sense. So. One thing I've noticed in looking at the translation of at least English into German is for the most part, you know, some of it works, but a lot of the German words are a lot longer. So that can be somewhat problematic. And in this particular instance, which I actually was the first one that I asked Boris about, which I'll ask him about now live, is the word maps in the ClickyPal. Uh, when I look at that, which is a four letter long word, and it kind of just fits in the space I have. The word in German is Landkarten, which is about 10 um, characters long. So I need to try to figure out how to make that small, shorter because there's no way I'm going to be able to fit that. So Boris, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll put you on the spot and go, you know, I looked up one word which was guide, which might work, but even that's a little bit longer than I'd like it to be. But I don't know if there's a shorter word for this or not. Um, you could go with Karten, but then it would be because there are also greeting cards in the quickie pile and they would also be cartons so that would be different R right now i'm thinking we'll leave it as maps but when the cursor hits it the describing text would be landkarten so it would be a little bit like subtitling so i guess anything that really doesn't fit um because there's not the, there's not room um we got to keep there's a couple of other things i mean that you have this one one piece in the game where I really don't know if I really want to do it, where you have this one joke that results in six different graphics for the rest of the game. If you really, really want to do that, I'm up for it. I like it. <laughs> I had a hard time I, I, translating I that stuff. You, I don't even know what you mean, but I'm frightened. That frightens me. <laughs> it's uh, for, for the store, for the, um, for the Ricky's store. Oh, oh, you mean that, yeah. The names yeah. on the window. Oh, right? geez. Well, that doesn't mean just six. That means <laughs> yeah. if we're going to do it in Italian and yeah. Spanish and French. It yeah, means... well, it's, it's six different names types times, you know, five languages. So I, get, I guess it'll come down to whether or not Ron insists that we do that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting question for us. I mean, how in, in terms of translating art that appears in a game, yeah. I mean, how far should we go on that stuff? I mean, is is there a line where we kind of say, oh, well, we should translate this art, but we should not translate that art? And, you know, how do we find that line? Is there a, is there a philosophy about that? So ideally, oh, what you could always come back to is that, look, if it's a movie or if it's a TV series, they're not going, usually they're not going in there and replacing street signs store signs or anything else um there's one exception disney actually does that on all the pixar movies everything that is important for kids to read actually gets translated so their pixar actually renders different language versions of their movies it's only a couple of dozen frames usually but they actually do that on and on the blu-rays they actually branch interactively so you they, they, they're storing 
six or seven versions of the movies on on the discs. Uh, but it's it's a strange exception, and Pixar can do it because it's all computer generated anyway. So so it's pretty easy. They just swap out some textures and re-render, and they're done. Um, so so for example, A Street and B Street. We'll leave at A Street and B Street. No sane person would translate that. With some of the store stuff, it's interesting because you lose the joke or people will, will not understand the joke if we don't under, uh, translate some of those things. Um, what, about, it, what about things that are might be important to puzzle solving? Like there's this one sign in the Quickie Pal you know, that says like five cent deposit. Yeah. You know, I think it was bottles, five cent deposit. And that's, a, I mean, it's a little bit important to a puzzle. So do you translate that or do you just let the rollover text uh, deal with that? Let me just say that I expect a call from Gary in about 15 minutes after he, <laughs> after he has solved the, 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 the maps thing about this other sign. <laughs> because right now there, there, there is something, but um, yeah, we'll somehow get it. It might be a different thing. So, so... Yeah, but yeah, if it's puzzle relevant, I mean, you always have the option that um, that when the cursor hits it, um, you'll see a translation. Um, so that makes it sort of okay for puzzles. But then again, I mean, if it's really funny, I want to translate it just because I want to get another joke in. <laughs> that works in, in, in the language. And it's, uh, again, if something doesn't work or it's just getting too expensive to do it, like the science we just talked about, um, you you may want to skip it. At, at the end, it's your call. I can only make suggestions. Well, well then I'm going to proceed with doing this and then like, like the word like land cart and I'm just going to leave as maps because that's what it would be. And I think most Germans could read that word probably, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. And and anything that that I'm sort of questionable about, I'll ask you about. But uh, does that all make sense, Ron? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, th I think we have to take them case by case. Yeah, it feels like, I mean, I mean we, we do want it to feel like you're in this kind of what town someplace in the United States. And to have all the signs end up in another language, would I think, would be a little strange unless there really are gameplay related right yeah but for for example you have things like newspaper clippings on the wall uh or or the uh the or or an ad board or so and sometimes it would feel weird and there's some close-ups to things where where you then read text in a close-up of something um which then becomes puzzle relevant i think most of it is covered just by text files but sometimes you need to go into art yeah and I make the assumption, too, for example, I'm going to use the Ransom comic book. I mean, that's an American comic book, and it actually wouldn't be printed in German. I don't think there's anything there that's a puzzle. But by the same token, if you can scroll over those word balloons and it translates them into German, I don't see the point of translating them in the art when... If I go to a comic book uh, convention and I buy an Asterix comic book or whatever, it's you know it's in whatever language... It's in German or it's whatever language it is, and I just take it home and you know look at the pictures, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think for the ransom comic that's that's probably true. That's probably true. I think it's I think it's just identifying the stuff that is kind of game and puzzle relevant and you know, translating that stuff. So I guess I'm gonna use my best judgment and then I'll pass that back to Boris for a final decision. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um David, what have you been working on? Well, I'm I'm uh down to part time because I'm not getting very many bugs, like maybe one or two bugs a day at the most. And should have written buggier code. I know. Well, 
either that or the testers are 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 getting into a rut and they're not trying new things. Um, I'm in the process of just starting to do a a playthrough myself um, in easy mode, and I did a couple hour playthrough with my wife Annie, who's not a game player, um, and we're going to continue, and that was very illuminating. I mean, she doesn't play graphic adventures, so some things that... Well, she doesn't really play games at all. She doesn't right? play... Yeah, she really doesn't play games. Like, there's a Spanish drill and practice game that she, she plays, and that's pretty much it. Just the exposure to the, the interface and things like, you know, not realizing that she didn't know what... Check all the verbs or what the inventory was or how do you transfer objects between characters and, um, you know, got some really good information. And, you know, she's probably the worst case in terms of someone who wouldn't be able to understand what we're doing. But um, we're going to continue and see how she does. And she's, the good news is that she wants to play more. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good news. Yeah. You know, that was fun. I mean, it's fun to, to watch her do it. And the, the cool part is hearing, getting full voice in on some of the actors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think Ray is in right now, all of Ray's voice is in. Um, but she's the only uh, drop that I've gotten from the studio. So there, hopefully we'll get some more stuff today or tomorrow. Yeah, that's, the other that's very, start to go in. very transformative. It just totally changes the feel. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I spent like a good hour and a half last night just walking around the world looking at stuff to hear Ray's voice. And it, and it really does make everything so different. It's going to slow down the gameplay, though. Um for those of us who read really fast, or I don't think I'm one of those, but for people who read fast, you're now tied to um, the, the like, how long it takes for the person to talk. And it's the same thing like when I, the difference between listening to a book on tape or reading it, um, I can skim stuff on the book on, on print, but I have to, unless I go to, you know, one and a half speed or two double speed, it just takes, it's going to take the time it takes. Yeah, you can still hit. You know, he'll, you can still hit period and skip the dialogue. Yeah, except I want to hear what she sounds like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And there's some really yeah. fun acting in there. So, I mean, you, this, there's, there's, especially for her, she's just a bit sarcastic, <laughs> and so you hear read the text, and I may not have heard that voice when I read it initially, but now that it's acted, it really changes it. Oh, you wait till ransom goes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard some Dolores before and that, you know, that was really sweet and there there wasn't there wasn't really any surprises except, you know, that she just did a really great job. Right. Um, but but Ray is Yeah, we we need to remaster all her stuff um, yeah. because we we got it from the studio as raw so it hadn't been mastered. So we have all her dialogue but it needs to be mastered before it goes in. So that's fun. Um and other than that, um, yeah. So I'm, I feel like I'm towards the end of my part, unless unless something comes in. Maybe when all the voices in, we'll go through do some, a bunch more bugs that we don't know about. Yeah, I'm sure the voice going in is going to introduce some issues. Like I've I've noticed a couple of places in Ray's stuff where, you know, the read just because we didn't really understand the context when we recorded the line that the line you know isn't quite read right. But I know that she says another line that is read right that is virtually the same so it's like i think you know we may do a little bit of flipping some lines around and, and that kind of work and there's probably some places where people are being interrupted you know we didn't really notice that 
somebody's line didn't didn't fully um, get out there before someone else interrupted it. But we'll notice that with the audio. So there may be some places like that that we have to deal with. There, there's another really, really subtle thing, which is each actor has a rate at which they speak. And most of the lines are recorded as individual lines. So you have this gap that you have between two adjacent lines that a character might speak. And sometimes, it, like at least in Ray's case, it feels like she's talking, she starts the next line just a bit too fast. But with another character who's talking very fast, that gap might be even smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so sometimes she'll, she'll say a line and then she'll almost jump on her on the next line before the right pause. Well, we may, we may need to increase the pause between lines because certainly with the text, there's no pause between lines. There. Right virtually yeah. instant and but it might it might be for different speech, we may need to yeah we may need to delay it may be it different bit. for it may be different for each actor based yeah. on, on how they how they speak yeah so we may need like a actor specific variable which right. is their their pause between lines or right. something right. yeah no that's a good point really good point so that's it next week next week because so i'm going going out of town for some fun and and Back to Harry Potter world, actually, too. I'm going to like to get some hot you'd, butter you'd, beer. You'd live there if you could. So. <laughs> but at least I, to... I, I, I would go live in Pirates of the Caribbean. And you'd go live in, in Harry I'd, Potter. I'd probably world. live in the in the uh, in the restaurant there, you know, where they have really great butter beer and stuff. Um, and then back next week. So, all right. Well, I have been spending a lot of time in the recording studio. I was up in Vancouver. We're doing most of the recording up in Vancouver. We did Dolores here in Seattle because she's local, but everybody else is up in Vancouver. So I was in Vancouver last week uh, in the studio doing the recording. And then this week, so the first week we did Dolores, then I was in Vancouver the next week. And then uh, this week I'm here at home just uh, listening in on Skype. And then next week I'll be here at home. And then by I think Wednesday next week we should have everybody recorded, and then we should have all the dialogue edited by the first of the year, and uh, and then the game. So that's pretty much my life uh, is recording dialogue. How how many different actual actors, not not game actors, but real people actors, are there? Uh, that I don't know off the top of my head. It's it's pretty unique. We haven't doubled up on very many actors. So it's uh, it's certainly, you know, the the large roles are are unique or maybe, you know, somebody does a large role and then a really small, you know, like six line role. But we haven't done a whole lot of doubling up on actors. So for so for some, they may only be in for a few hours or something then. All right. Anything else about translation, Boris? Don't change too much text now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we're we're trying not to i think i think we have maybe like 25 or 30 lines that have changed since we gave the stuff to you that we'll need to go back but but they're they're very small edits you know they're not completely rewrites yeah so so you'll append changed lines to the very end of this large thing i have or they'll change basically below my butt and i have to find them I will probably dump. I have all the change lines completely marked in the database. So what I'll probably do is upload a whole separate spreadsheet to you that is just the change lines. Good. And then you can just go through and just translate those. 
Um, a lot of the change lines are pure text lines. They're yep. not dialogue that's spoken. It's just, you know, as we're doing the tutorial and stuff like that, you know, we get a lot of new lines that come in and help screens and, and things like that. I think that's what most of the new lines are. And again, I need to, to praise you for really designing a system that works very well. I have to say, um, so um, in the past on Monkey Island, uh, you trusted me with source code. And it took me a couple of years to realize what kind of trust I actually got from you to, to do that. Um, and with this new system, um, it's, it's magic because I can do text changes and I can see them in the game without needing to phone you up or doing any compilation or so. And it's magic. So you really did a great job in designing it to make the translator's life, well, not easy in terms of gameplay and text, but manageable in terms of tools. That's pretty good. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's kind of nice because you can just edit the files and then you hit hot load and it just loads the stuff back in instantly. So. So, so I'm curious, Ron, have you started the process of any of the other translations or are you still dealing with German to see how that works out? Yeah, we've started uh, Spanish and we started Italian. We have not started French yet because I have not found a French translator that I like yet. So that's something we need to get going in the next week or so is to get the French translation uh, off the ground. But the other two have already started. All right. Is that it? Guess so. I think so. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. And uh, I guess I will talk to everyone later. Yeah, thank you, Boris, for like checking in with us. I don't know what time it is right now where you are, but I pr we appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure. Good hearing you all again after all those years. And I just hope I can make it to the States whenever you have a launch party or so. And... <laughs> Or yeah, you well, all come I'll, to I'll, Germany for the for for all the German fans, whatever. Well, a launch party is going to be really problematic since the team is spread all over yeah. the world. I mean, I don't think more than three of us are any in 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 any one city. Everyone else is everywhere, so or even one state. Yeah, or even one state. The, Actually, the two, that's I true. think two might be the max. Well, there's three of us up here in Seattle. It's the uh, marvel right. of working on the internet. All right. Well, I will talk to everyone later. Okay. Bye. 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 Hi, this is Ron Gilbert, and welcome to the weekly Thimbleweed Park stand-up meeting podcast. I think my dog's barking. Hold on. Pep. Pep, we're recording. It's Ransom, the insult clown, you moron. You look like one of those blow-up dolls that's deflated just enough it's sagging in all the wrong places.